0: Welcome to another episode of BrickHouse, the podcast about reframing porn addiction. I'm your host, Ben Fraser, who also happens to be a recovering porn addict. All right, well, let's get to our topic. So um, if you've been paying attention to the news in the last uh, year or so, um, there is the Me Too movement. And I understand that as women coming forward and using a hashtag #MeToo to mean that they have been uh, sexually assaulted or harassed, and um, it's it's kind of a big deal um, for many reasons. Um, I want to talk mostly about what it means to to me and, by extension, us as uh, mainly men, I'm, I'm talking to men here mainly, who look at porn. You know, how how are we to think about the Me Too movement? So this this movement really started a while ago, I think, um, with Bill Cosby, which was kind of a shock at the time. And in, in recent times, he has gotten uh, convicted and he may go to prison. Um, so that's kind of a, a serious thing. Um, and then, of course, uh, Harvey Weinstein and then uh, Louis C.K. And there are other men, too. But the, those are the three that kind of um, are kind of hitting me the hardest. Um, w- with uh, people like Bill Cosby, um, what comes up for me is is not so much the, the crimes that he committed, which are kind of atrocious, but just... Uh, how to think about his character. You know, he's he was America's dad. He was a symbol for uh, the African-American, um, African-Americans who like made it in show business. And what a fall, you know, when we find out that he was drugging women to have sex with them, What a terrible thing. It's impossible now to go and watch the Cosby show or a movie that Bill Cosby was in and not think about the the things that he was doing to women you know um you know and then we uh, part of me wants to kind of think well what here is this man who's rich and famous but he in order to to get off he has to like drug his women so they're unconscious that's really sad because he could you know he could have sex with many different women consensually Just by virtue of the fact that he's rich and famous, uh, that has has traditionally been a way to attract women, be rich and famous. You don't have to be good looking or anything, just have to have uh, rich and and fame, which is power, basically. So here's a man who's extremely powerful, but he needs to drug women to have sex with him. You know, one thing that comes up for me around this is that... um, you know sexual uh issues addiction problems um uh, there you, you know even if you're powerful you're not immune from them <laughs> that's for sure um so i think it has to do more with like you know our childhood or or whatever as opposed to the power that we have as adults you know these kind of whatever the thing that turns us on the thing that gets us aroused i think probably starts pretty early um, and so I think we can relate to that um, if, we're, if we're trying to quit porn. So, um, so there's something interesting going on psychologically with Bill Cosby, which does not excuse the crimes that he committed. And then, of course, there's uh, Harvey Weinstein, who might be the worst uh, criminal. Of, of the ones who have come, uh, who we've noticed lately. Um, I heard an interview by Slate Magazine, which I'm going to link to, um, in which three women uh, talked about their experiences with Harvey Weinstein, and it's really chilling. Um, and I, I recommend it, um, not in order to scare you, but just to really understand what it's like to be a woman who is being harassed and and assaulted and and it can take different forms. Um, you know, one of the women, uh, the, the, the way that she was harassed was just Harvey talking to her in a bar, uh, among other, you know, in a crowd, um, with, with people around. And But that was still a hugely traumatic incident for her. And if you listen to the interview, you'll understand why. Um, but one thing that comes up for me around Harvey Weinstein is the fact that his M.O., was his uh, modus operandi, was to invite a woman to his uh, hotel room and then walk around uh, wearing a robe and expose himself. And so this sounds pretty terrible when you uh, certainly hearing, hearing about it from the point of view of the women. But what strikes me is that this sounds a lot like a script from a porn movie, doesn't it? Does that sound sort of familiar? Um, You know, so I have to think, I I have no direct evidence of this, but I have to think that Harvey was influenced by pornography and he was playing out some sort of a script. You know, the thing is that this kind of behavior sounds great in a porn movie, but in real life, it's kind of horrific. And that's kind of the point I want to make here is that Um, the scripts, uh, the porn scripts are not, are not real. Okay. And if we're watching porn and engaging in these flights of of fantasy, which sort of seem harmless, I think that we are taking in all of these stories and uh, assimilating them or, or identifying with them on a very deep subconscious level. And then I think we bring those into our real life. You know, we expect that women, there's a part of us that will, that expects women to behave in the manner of these porn actresses. And I think that's really dangerous. <laughs> these men have lost their careers. Um, and uh, so it's dangerous that way. But it's also, uh, you know, a crime. And honestly, I don't think it's the way that we want to be in the world. I think, you know, I would like to be treated with respect and I'd like to treat other people with respect. And of course, that includes women. So if you're assuming, if you're taking on this idea like, well, of course, this woman wants to have sex with me, um, that is not a good idea to be walking around with in the world. And that's something that certainly uh, porn scripts promote. So I guess I just want to ask you, it's like, well, how much do you think, you know, this consumption of porn is affecting how you think about women? And how can it not affect how you think about women? How can it not? So, um, so I'm saying this in order to not make you feel bad, but I just want you to think about the idea that this can be affecting you in, in ways that you don't want it to it can be really kind of infecting your your thought patterns in a in an uncomfortable way um i also want to talk about louis ck who um i really appreciated his humor one of the great things about comedy is that it can take things that maybe people are thinking about but are afraid to talk about and it can really bring those out into light and i think louis ck did that really well and he did talk about sex and pornography in a way that, that I think was actually uh, useful and enlightening. And he said one time that um, women always have to be thinking about being attacked. And, and it's really hard to be a woman. Which is a really remarkable thing for him to say Not uh, then but also now knowing what we what we knew about him is that he seemed like a really strong ally to women. But then we find out that he would invite women to his office and masturbate in front of them without their consent, which is a kind of assault. It's a it's definitely a kind of assault and traumatic. And my my first thought was like, "Ah, oh, man, this I really feel sad that now I can't really watch any Louis CK Uh, comedy specials anymore i feel bad about like the loss of that um but when um terry gross from fresh air was interviewing tig notaro about this issue uh tig said no the way to think about this is the the trauma that he's inflicted on these women who they they may never recover from you know it's like it's not (laughs) it's much much worse that these women have to suffer and their lives have kind of been, you know, they're gonna need a lot of therapy to get through this part of their lives. Um, That's that's the sad part. It's not the sad part that we're gonna miss out on being able to watch these comedy specials. And I think that is the right way to think about it. So what are some of the takeaways here from this? Well, one thing is don't try to recreate porn scripts in your professional life. You know, if, if there is um, a coworker, worker uh, male or female, don't, don't try to recreate porn scripts with them. You know, it's not the place. It's not the place. And, you know, as, in far, as far as your personal life goes, if you want to enact something that you saw in porn, get some consent. You know, make sure that the person that you're with wants to be doing this activity. You know, who knows? Maybe you think, hey, this might be really sexy if I come downstairs wearing a bathrobe. Um, And if your partner says, "Uh, I think you should put some clothes on, you know, maybe you should put some clothes on. It's like, oh, well, I thought that was a good idea, but it's not, you know, Um, don't be creepy. Maybe that's the takeaway in this case. And of course, uh, don't use drugs to uh, get your partner to have sex with you. Um, You know, this really all comes down to consent. And um, I'm going to link to a video uh, that I enjoy about um, relating drinking tea to giving consent. It's uh, very funny. Um, But the other part is like, well, how are we to treat women? And I think one, uh, there was something in the Slate interview uh, about this question. It's like, well, men are terrified now because what if you're single and you want to ask a woman out, you know, what if you want to, uh, what if you want to date somebody, you know, can you, what can you say? Is it going to be treated like assault? And uh, the women in this interview were actually very clear. It's like, there's a big difference between the things that Harvey Weinstein did and the assumptions that he made. And you know, somebody asking a woman out. I mean, basically, if you're asking somebody out and they say, no, you say, okay, thanks. Or if you're kind of assuming that somebody wants you in a sexual way and you say something to that regard and they say, no, and then you say, oh, sorry, I didn't, I misunderstood, you know, you walk away, basically. You say, sorry, you walk away, that was awkward, I, you know. That's that's what you do as a person, as a sexual person, um as a single person who is trying to interact with women you you apologize and walk away and that's the thing that Harvey Weinstein didn't do and that's what makes it that's what makes it assault when you keep kind of pushing to get um uh, a sexual experience when somebody says no very simple very simple um but the other thing is like it does make it hard for for men to to make to comment um Matt Damon was interviewed about the Me Too movement. And he basically said that, you know, he, he basically wanted to say that there's kind of a, a, a scale of, you know, some some guys are doing one thing um, and some guys are doing something much worse. And he was kind of trying to say that there's a scale of behavior and, and some are, are much worse and some maybe uh, shouldn't be treated so harshly which I think is um not a bad thing to say, but he got um really harshly attacked on uh social media and so it's a it's it is a bit dangerous for men to comment on on this because they will be attacked um by women who have been hurt and traumatized um in in and um that's that's very hard um so. So I think we have to be careful as as men when we're when we're um, you know being saying something public about this because we we don't we don't know what it's like to be a woman traumatized and and that's the other takeaway is that um it is really uh it is really hard to be a woman in in ways that that we as men c- cannot really ever conceive you know and i think we just need to recognize that and you know that even though you know i i care i really try to respect women and treat them treat them as equals and sometimes you know and not uh not be sexist but our culture is sexist and we have thousands of years of male dominance and patriarchy in in our DNA. So um, it's almost impossible to not be sexist, um, you know, if you're alive today. It's almost impossible not to be sexist. So just to realize that we are going to say and do things that are sexist without realizing it, and notice that, acknowledge that, apologize for that, Try to do the best we can, um, and of course, one thing you can do is to stop, uh, stop looking at porn. You know, stop getting involved in the narrative that that porn gives. You know, and even just even just looking at a at a photo, you know, of a woman who seem you know looking at a photo of a woman who appears to be wanting you, which is you know something that has been a turn on for me even that is is really engaging in the the narrative of male dominance and the male gaze and um you know objectification of women so those are all pieces that um we need to let go of if we want to be better people better members of the human race so that's you know, it's kind of like yet another reason to give up porn. Um, and it's probably not the most compelling reason, um, because addiction is a very powerful thing or compulsion is a very powerful thing, but it is one more reason to think about as you go about your journey of trying to quit porn. Alright, now it's time for appreciations and I want to appreciate something (laughs) that you may have heard of, it's called Hamilton, have you heard of that? Um, I've been very late to the Hamilton appreciation game Um, but I just got, uh, my my parents gave me an Alexa Echo for my birthday and um, turns out that you can listen to the Hamilton soundtrack on that. And I've been having a great time listening to the Hamilton soundtrack. It's great music. (laughs) You might have heard that before. Um, So uh, go ahead, find that, listen to it. Um, It's so brilliant, really. Who would have thought that the story of Alexander Hamilton could be a rap musical? Who would think that that would be any good? But it is, of course it's amazing it's fantastic so if you haven't already um listened to that like a year ago or two years ago (laughs) whenever it came out uh look for it look for it it's really fun okay so uh that's it for today thanks for listening you can find links to some of the things i talked about in the show notes if you have questions or comments if you want to watch the brick house web series or listen to other podcast episodes, go to BrickHouseWebseries.com. And feel free to send me an email, drop me a line, let me know how you're doing. Remember, it's not too late to be a stand-up guy.